0: Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley and with me is
1: Derek Spesh.
0: Hello. How's it going, Derek?
1: It's going fantastic, mm, although I'm kind of tired. What's new? I'm tired. Ah, oh, that's not new. That's not I'm new. always tired. What's, <laughs> saying, what's new? <laughs> we got to record in the mornings, not at night. Oh, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> I Sorry, know. I can't come into work
0: today because we're recording a podcast. <laughs> Shift my time at work. Yeah, I'm we're going to co- work on night shifts now. Uh, it is... Mid October already.
1: Sorry, the year yawning.
0: Is, Yeah, dude. <laughs> hey, did you notice something missing from your garage? I did. <laughs> I came home and I didn't have to move a certain kayak. <laughs> the kayak has left the building. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Awesome. So I, I, uh, I took it home, stuck it in my storage unit and, uh, it's a bit longer than I expected. It has to sit at a, a, a diagonally in the storage unit.
0: That kind of figured it out. Because it
1: won't sit, it won't sit full length. No. All my other canoes fit in there perfectly, but not this, not the kayak. Is this one
0: a little bit longer than your canoes?
1: Much longer. Really? It's, uh, it's, uh, two feet longer.
0: I didn't think it was that much longer.
1: I've got a 16.5 canvas over cedar strip, a 14 foot Kevlar, uh, the playboat is only about eight feet. So yeah, hmm. this is by far the longest. I think it's must, this must be 18 feet. I haven't
0: measured it. I didn't think it was quite that. Though. I mm-hmm. thought it was only about 15, 60 That's so pretty long. Yeah. 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 Well, that just makes room for my stuff. <laughs> and you gotta take your, You you never took the skirt though.
1: No, I didn't know if the skirt belonged to it.
0: Yeah, that's your skirt, buddy. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> I have a skirt now. Stop leaving your skirts around, hussy. Um. So yeah, so I was gone for six days.
1: Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Not having you around. Yeah. It's like a vacation. Being away from everybody, that was
0: awesome. Didn't have to put up with anybody's crap.
1: <laughs> this is the first time in a long time you did your fall solo trip actually solo.
0: You know what? I've... I've been doing an interior canoe trip every Canadian Thanksgiving long weekend for about the last 20 years or so. Mm -hmm. And it's anywhere from three to five days. And the original purpose of the trip was basically just get away from everything for a few days. Just me, my canoe, nature, you know, solo tripping. But somewhere along the line, my buddies that I usually trip with during the summer and that, they're like... A nice fall trip would go good. Can we come with you? <laughs> and as much as I wanted to tell them all to, you know. Go pound sand. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know what? Yeah. Okay. But there's a condition. The condition being that you have to bring your own canoe. Mm-hmm. So it's a solo, not solo trip. Yeah. So that's probably been going on for at least 15 years, I think. Yeah. Right? That I've been doing that. I think I've gone twice with you on your fall solo trip. So twice now? Have I you think. only been twice? I think so. Okay. Uh, I know we did the Baron Canyon route yep. down through that there. That was good. Um, So everybody's like, okay, well, that's cool. You know, sometimes there's two canoes. Sometimes there's four or five canoes. Mm-hmm. You know, depending where we're going. Uh, either way, I mean, whether I'm by myself or with a group, it's, it's, it's always a good time. Yeah. And the thing about that type of trip is in your own canoe, if you're out on the lake for the day, if you want to zip over one side of the shore and somebody else wants to zip over the other side of the shore. You make your own decisions. You're on your own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're traveling as a group. Yeah. But sort of as a wandering group. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think we lost one of the guys. Yeah. (laughs) Um, you know, like yeah, there's a bunch of there's these guys wandering all over the lake like they don't know where they're <laughs> going. It's like it's <laughs> like a bunch. Of, of,
1: <laughs> it reminds me of the fruit flies in my kitchen. It's yeah, just all they're, over everywhere. The place. they're everywhere. They're <laughs> everywhere. They're going zipping, zagging,
0: and, Uh, and the same thing with you know you know what I'm going to fish down the lake so I can take one route and somebody else can take another route. And, yeah, you know you're covering the entire lake. Yeah, and you have the thing.
1: same end goal, the same yeah. campsite picked, but it's just. You make your own way there in your own route.
0: Yeah. And if you are doing base camping, then everybody goes out for the day. Sometimes we, would you know, if we're going out on a, um, just for a day trip, then maybe, you know, I, okay, jump in the front of my boat and somebody else can jump in the front of somebody else's boat or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, especially if you're going through areas, uh, there's a couple of spots in Algonquin. One's called disappearing or no van, vanishing Point. Oh yes. Up yes. into Sunbeam. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah it's easier to take one canoe than two sort of thing. Yeah. So that sort of thing is, is good. And then at the end of the day, everybody gathers at the campsite and you just have all the little stories about, Oh, where'd you guys go today? Or what'd you guys do Mm -hmm. today? And you know, what did you catch? And you just talk your adventure of the day, Mm -hmm. everything you did during the day. And you know what? I mean, maybe everybody's all gone to the same spot. Maybe some people went one way. Some people sat on the site uh I know there was one year um it was raining and everybody wanted to sit under the tarp and uh, a couple of us were um like I'm not sitting under a tarp all day it's yeah. just rain just yeah. the you know um actually this was a bit earlier than our uh, than October yeah cuz it was I think it was I think this was, this year we had gone in September uh, so it wasn't as cold. So yeah, we, two of us zipped out in the rain, did some fishing and stuff like that. And then, uh, fought the, the winds coming back and, and whatnot, which is unfortunately when the falls hit, usually you get the rain and you get the, the winds. Except this year I've just had wind all year. This is, <laughs> this has been my uh, curse this year's 2019 year of the wind. Mm-hmm um, in more ways than one, which <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about later. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I, I started doing that and you know, the, the last couple of years though, I've really been looking at, you know what, I've got to get back to doing solo trips. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing, seeing a lot of different things and you start thinking about these trips you've done and where you've gone and people are like, Hey, why don't we go here this year? And I'm like. I really don't want to, Yeah, you know, we don't own a cottage because I don't want to go to the same place over and over, over and over and over and over and over for the next 30 years. Mm-hmm.
1: So why would you want to do it in a canoe?
0: Yeah. So last couple of years I've been looking at doing something different, um, than the regular Algonquin park fall canoe trip. Mm -hmm. because we've covered Algonquin totally. I've come in every side of Algonquin, been from one end to the other, side to side, all through it. And I mean, there's still lots of stuff to see. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But I wanted something different. And I, especially with how packed Algonquin is becoming in the fall now, with the the tourists going up to see the colors. Yeah. Um, You're looking at... I, I don't know which is worse. Highway 60 corridor during the weekend or the 401 on, uh, during the week rush hour. Yeah, exactly. It right? is ridiculous. The amount of cars that are parking at the side of the roads and clogging up the, the, the whole highway. I've know? seen,
1: I've been seeing a lot of reports lately and it seems to be getting worse and worse every year. There's uh, there's Gatineau, there's a park in Gatineau, Quebec, or is it? Yeah, the is, Gatineaus. Yeah. So they closed the park because there's too many people driving and parking on the sides of the road. So they actually closed it down to stop people mm-hmm. from driving in and parking because it was just overrun and, yeah. and all the damage is caused by people. And for the, I, I don't want to do the broad stroke painting, but you kind of tend to have, uh, people don't have a backcountry or backwoods etiquette set mindset. And so they're all up there to uh, leaving the, you know, the city. It's, they all run up there and check out the colors and, and they park haphazardly they you know i've heard reports of people parking on crests of hills and running out in the middle of the road to do a selfie of the of the highway Mm. on the highway 60 quarters like oh man like
0: one car comes over that hill yeah you're gone it's it's just insane accidents uh people we know that I, i saw a little blurb on facebook just saw the orange helicopter come whizzing over
1: there was three big accidents, seven people injured, some seriously over the weekend in Algonquin Park. Yeah. And it was, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's insane the way that people just don't take uh, responsibility for themselves. Right. And I actually saw a post, I think it was Rhonda McMahon or somebody, uh, was it Rhonda? Anyway, somebody posted a, a re- or repost something from the OPP, the OPP, Stated that yes, we stop people from going too slow, and then so, oh, they, yeah, so they had stopped the guy from going too slow because they were gawking at leaves and stuff like that. Pulled him over what was it, uh, $110 fine, two demerit points for uh driving excessively slow. Yep, yeah. it's like, well. Look at your but you're going to get a ticket. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not just holding up traffic. It's a, it's a danger. You So you're driving too slow. If somebody comes around a turn and their yard going really slow in front of them, they don't expect somebody to be doing, you know, excessively under the limit. And so you could get rear-ended, right? Yeah. So it's, it's dangerous. It is.
0: It really is. And I mean, 10 years ago, we would come out from a trip, you know, one of our trips and, you know, we're in our canoes and we've got the, um, red flannel lumberjack oh, yeah, 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 looking yeah, yeah. Yeah. shirts or jackets yeah. on, you know, and you get the bus loads of tourists over mm-hmm. and they're just like, "Oh, and you know, they want pictures. You know, yeah. this is a Canadian canoe tripper like yeah in with the fall colors in the background. <laughs> There's one in the wild. <laughs> <Yeah. with that>. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a wild one. <laughs> get him, <'em>, guys. <laughs> uh, you know what, and you know, what, you're you're nice enough to them and say, "Yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's take a picture here and You know, everybody smile, that sort of thing. But that is, that, that was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. It is so far beyond that now. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So it's, it's like, you know what? I, I still like going to Algonquin. Um, but in the fall, it's just like, I just don't want to do it. You got to avoid it. You got to avoid it. Unless you're going to the North end. And the north end this year has just given me nothing but problems with oh, the winds. Yeah? So I just, I'm just staying away from the north end of Algonquin this year. <laughs> um, last year I decided I definitely wanted to try something different. And I started looking around and I mean, you you, you know, good as good as as much as I do, you get uh, Google maps open and you start looking at Canada and narrow it down from there <laughs> to Ontario. Yeah. And then... Um, I decided, you know, what would be different would be going up the Moose River to Moose and E, you know? So it's like, well, that, yeah, that'd be, that'd be different, you know, not your regular old, yep. you know, base camp and circle day trips for three or four days or, or whatever. Yeah. And I could have done it solo. I probably... The amount of people that expressed interest in doing that trip, mm-hmm. I probably could have led a flotilla of <laughs> 35 canoes well, you know, up that river.
1: I would have. Loved, I, I had other stuff going on last year when you did that trip, but otherwise I would have said, hey, I'm joining you and Scott.
0: Well, and that was exactly, I, I had to, as, as much as I would have loved to take so yeah, many people. Exactly. I just told Scott, you know what? I, I wanted to do a solo trip, but dude, you and I are going. Yeah. And, and I'd never, and part of that was, what, what brought that about, um, was hearing about the man camping trips, mm-hmm. uh, Scott Robinson of man ca. Uh, you hear about his trips where, you know, he's given me the nickname dossier. Yes. Because I plan everything yeah. almost to the, to the minute. Yeah. Sort of, not quite that bad, but. You know, I, I look at everything and I make plans. I said, this is what I'm going to do. And this is where I want to go. And, you know, and at the end of the day, if it all falls apart, you just go with the flow. Yeah. Um, he basically shows up with a pair of clean underwear and some food and says, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where we're going. But we're going. I don't know where we're go- <laughs> I don't, I know where we're going. I'm not sure. I know where we're starting. I'm just not sure how we're getting there from point A to point B. All <laughs> I know is that on day X, I need to be at yeah. point B and it'll happen. Uh, so it's like, you know what? Because people are like, ooh, have you ever tripped with Scott before? And I'm like, no. And he says, ooh, this may not end well. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, I, I, I did make some plans because you had to. Yeah. Um, if you want to camp at Tidewater, you've got to get permission, especially after season. Yeah. Because it was closed. You know, it was closed and you have to get, um, uh, permission from the, uh, the local uh, band, the, yeah. Oh, I'm drawing a blank now. The the Cree band that's up there. Um, I'll remember that later. You have to get permission to yeah, yeah. To, to to camp there, and we got that. And you have to uh, figure out what you're going to do with your vehicle. You can't just park it at Cochrane train station for ten days. And, yeah, you know. So they'll be and, they'll
1: see it as an abandoned vehicle.
0: Yeah. Well, so I made arrangements for that. But other than that, yeah. You know buy your, your, your train tickets up and back, that sort of thing. And, you know, make your, here's where we're going to meet and we'll drive up in one vehicle sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And, And, um, we had our plan, you know, yeah, this day I want to sort of get here. I'd like to make it this far, make to make it this far. I'd like to stop and see this along the way, that sort of thing. And at one point when things fell apart, Scott was even going, oh, this is not going to go well. (laughs) He's, he's going to, his plans are out the window and I'm like, well, well, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. That's (laughs) cool. Because, and, and that was a total different type of trip. Yeah. You know, that was a a total different type of adventure that, um, I had gotten away from. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because when I first started getting in canoe tripping, when I first started my solo trips, it was like I sort of had an idea of where I was going, what to expect. And when I got that experience and level of comfort, then I want to be able to challenge myself some more. And I started doing these bigger trips with people. And, you know, like Woodland Caribou, I talk about that trip we did up there and, and stuff like that. And it's like, you know what? I enjoy that kind of a challenge and I like getting out there. And I really wanted to challenge myself with this sort of thing. So that's why we, I picked going up to Moosey, and the fact that I lived in Moosey when I was a kid as well. Yeah. So it'd be nice to get right back up there. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, some of the, the, the spots that we thought we could camp, we really couldn't. Uh, It, a couple of things we were hoping to see, the water was so low, so low and, and just we weren't able to get in to see them sort of thing. Oh, okay. Um, and then we managed to get the cell phone reception at one point and found out there was a big massive, uh, hurricane style windstorm coming in. Oh yeah. So we had to make a beeline for, for safety there. Uh, like for safety reasons. Uh, we didn't want to be caught on that big wide open oh, yeah. middle of nowhere camping on a sandbank <laughs> in the middle of a river when that came through. Yeah. Cause I was what 109 kilometer an hour winds. Oh yeah. You know, in two little tents. Yeah. That would have been disastrous. Uh, As so, it was, your your tarp shredded. Oh away. yeah. My Kelty tarp shredded. <laughs> that uh, Yeah. It dragged a uh, 60 pound pack across the campsite. It just, <laughs> like it was nothing. Yeah. You know, it ended up, man, that must have been about 30, 40 feet away. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, it was brutal. Uh, pieces of the tarp ended up up in a tree um. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? That was an adventure. Uh, it was definitely an experience. And as much as 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 I had, this is what I like to do on the trip. Yep. It doesn't mean I'm gonna do it all. Mm-hmm. So you are prepared for if everything goes smoothly, and you have to be able to roll with it when things stop. Going smoothly. going smoothly. exactly. Because what is it to say? An adventure begins when everything goes south or goes off the rails. Yeah, what is that? I've heard that a few times. Do you think I can ever remember it? <laughs> uh, when everything goes unex- unexpectedly, that's when the adventure begins? Or something like that, yeah. Something like that. So, you know, uh, I mean, the, the, the whole thing was drive to Cochrane load the gear onto the Polar Bear Express train, get off the train at Moose River Crossing, paddle north to Moose and E, seeing stuff along the way, uh, camping in various spots along the way. Once we get to Moose and E, hop back on the train with all our gear and you know, take the train yeah. back to Cochrane and then uh, drive back home. The adventure begins when everything goes wrong.
1: Or the second one is even better.
0: The adventure starts when everything goes wrong. yeah. Yeah, yeah. The adventure starts when
1: everything adventure goes
0: wrong. Adventure starts when everything goes wrong. And at one point, halfway through the trip, things went wrong. <laughs> and we had a blast. Yeah. Absolute blast. Uh, do you remember when the power went out across eastern North America?
1: Yes. The, so was uh, that, like 12 uh, so years ago? August 14th, 2000 and...
0: It was five? a Tuesday. not <laughs> <laughs> <2000, laughs>
1: 2004, I
0: think, August 15th or something like that. So we were out and I guess it, I, I I don't know the electronics part of it, but I guess when it blew, it blew something on my buddy's boat. Huh? So we were heading out into Lake Simcoe to do some fishing. Yeah. So they had enough juice to start the boat. Mm -hmm. We got out there and we did our fishing and, you know, had lunch on the boat and we're just relaxing and the boat wouldn't start again. Oh. Um And he was just like, oh, what are we going to do? And I'm like, well, we're going to drift. So we might as well keep on fishing. <laughs> <laughs> so we just kept on fishing. Didn't yeah. panic. Just, just went with it. Yeah. Uh, eventually we floated on to this guy's, by this guy's dock. Yeah. And he told, oh yeah, the terrorists have blown up power stations and <laughs> everything across North America's out. Yeah. Really? <laughs> wow. Um so that was yeah, it wasn't as as bad as as that. No. <laughs> but uh yeah, you don't you don't panic over stuff. You just go with the flow and whatever's going to happen is going to happen, right? So that's what it was and you know, we we had a good time. We we joke about it, we laugh about it, and we look at some of the pictures and that and it was a good trip. It really was. So this past year, I've been thinking about, you know, more about more adventurous type trips and uh, new paddling destinations, less technology, which she's talked about. Yeah. Because one of the things, you're you're bringing the cameras, you're bringing the GPS, you're bringing the sat phones, the spot, the in-reach. I want to get away from that. Uh, And this is... Back to the basics, yeah. Yeah. This isn't saying everybody has to do it. This is a personal thing for me. This is what I want to do. Yeah. Lighter weight, I've always... I've made no bones of the fact that I'm a heavy packer Um, and I want to lighten up the pack. I want to go with one pack with everything in it, you know, no big luxuries. Uh, If if I take a chair, I'm not taking a big full-size chair. I'm taking like a little Helinox sort of thing or something like that. You know, I'm not bringing big propane canisters. I'll bring a little gas, like a Dragonfly, uh, MSR Dragonfly stove, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing, which, you know. I want it to be a challenge, but still enjoyable. I want to be doing a true solo trip, you know, by myself with, without other people map and compass only. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I want to get, yeah, totally away from the technology that, that sort of stuff. So I did set about looking where I'm going to go this year and I was taking six days. Mm-hmm. This year was going to be a six day trip. And things that came to mind when I was planning my trip over the last couple of years, Killarney Provincial Park, yeah, and Tomogamy have been becoming popular.
1: Yeah, a lot of people post and they're talking about uh, their trips there, and it is. Yeah, I've heard quite a few people that are. It's it's the new low, you know, population.
0: It's the new Algonquin. Yeah, yeah. Um, Killarney's hard to get into. You need to know your vacation dates, yeah. the minute, uh, what is it? Six months, five months, Mm -hmm. five months, five months that you can book, you need to know, and you got to be on that thing, booking your sites Mm -hmm. because even it's, it's hard to get spots in there and it has to be close enough for a six day trip. So I'm not flying up to Wabakimi or I'm not going out to Woodland Caribou because there's two days gone right there. Uh, fall colors would be great if the timing was right. Cause sometimes you hit it. Sometimes you don't. Weather you're getting sun, you're getting rain, you're getting snow, you're getting wind. But I mean, it doesn't matter where you go this time of year. You're getting that. Tomogamy. Permits are online. So there's no waiting for a permit office to open, which was a bonus. Yeah. Right. It's nice to be able to, you know, up to two weeks ahead, you can book your, your, where you're going in, where you're coming out, how many days. If you're staying on crown land for the first day in or something like that, you don't need a permit. But then when you get into the actual provincial parks, Lady Smooth Water or Obabaka, that sort of thing, you've got to get your um, permits. But you print them off at home. And if you want to be on the water at 6 a.m., you can be on the water at 6 a.m. You're not waiting till 8 o'clock when the permit office opens both locations offer paddling and hiking opportunities, which was, you know, like I say, if, if it's a nice day or you're, you find that you're just ripping through your, your loop that you're going to do, then there are opportunities. Well, let's slow it down. Let's take a rest day and we'll do this hike instead of paddling and coming out a day early. Tomogamy would not be overrun with people. no, Everybody, oh yeah, you, you'll, you, there's times where you don't see people. Yeah. So I chose Tamagami.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I haven't been up to to Tamagami, it's got to be at least 18 years. Oh yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. Uh, my brother and I went up that way for uh, fishing trips, but we were, we were just doing like access lakes and stuff like okay. that. So we parked in Tamagami and we were zipping out onto Lake Tamagami, that sort of stuff. Yeah. We weren't going way back in for days at a time.
1: Tamagami is the location that, well, we, we, the group's kind of broken up now, but for the longest period of time, me and the guys at work would go into Tamagami every fall, you know, Solace Lands or Lady Evelyn Smoothwater or some place like that. We, every fall we did a, uh, a week long trip up there, but uh, in the last two years we haven't gone, it's too bad.
0: Yeah, you know what? It's, it's definitely a wilder area. Yes, absolutely. Right? So I decided I, I took a peek at all the maps I've got. I uh, started with Google Maps, went to the old Jeff's maps that I've got. Uh, the oh, Friends of Tomogamy have a canoe route map. They've also got the Obabaka Loop and Maple Mountain Trip Companion map, which is pretty cool. Uh, you can get that from Friends of Tomogamy. Uh, I think you can order it. Uh, I got it from Smooth, smooth Water Outfitters. Uh, anyway, so I checked all those maps. I've been hearing a lot about Cabin Falls. That's where okay, Happen and yes. Andrea yeah. Wilson have their, their eco lodge. Yeah. Right? So I looked it up on the map. I said, you know what? Might as well go up and check it out. We'll swing through, see Cabin Falls, diddly-doodly-doo. When I looked up on a map and found it, there are six sets of waterfalls in that area. I like waterfalls. I like taking pictures of them. I like, you know, just hanging around and watching them, that sort of thing. So you got Frank's Falls, Center Falls, Helen Falls, Cabin Falls, Bridal Veil Falls, and Fat Man's Falls. And so I Googled some photos and saw, you know what? There's some pretty nice looking waterfalls. Mm Mm-hmm. There's also nine portages around rapids. So the total portages on the river would be 15. Okay. Ranging from about 100 meters up to 900 meters. Doable, I'm thinking. So I looked at the route to get there. You, you have to drive in just north of Tamagami. There's Red Squirrel uh, Red Squirrel Lake Road. And it's a basically a, a dirt road. That goes on logging trucks and that use it as well. Uh, the people going to different crown land spots, uh, people going to Camp Wannipate, uh children, uh, kids camp. Yep. Uh, they all they all use it. So you drive down there, you can park. There's a beach just down from Camp Wanapate. and you put in on Sandy Inlet. Uh, Sandy Inlet is on Ferguson Bay. You paddle across the bay and you take the portage over Napoleon Mountain, which is a nice, huge mountain. Look up, look way up. Is it that big, is it? It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty big. Uh, I'm surprised. Uh, the other side of that, you go through some islands to Sharp Rock Inlet. You portage in the east end of Diamond Lake. And up to Evelyn Lady Falls, or I've also heard it referred as Lady Evelyn Liftover, because <laughs> I was expecting these falls. Yeah, yeah not yeah. much. I lined my canoe down it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, into Lady Evelyn Lake. You head north to the portage into a nameless lake, and then another one into Willow Island Lake. And then from there, you take a channel up into Sucker Gut Lake and follow it around till at least to Lady Evelyn River's north channel and that's where frank falls is located so that's the beginning of the river trip so basically two days to get to the river yeah right uh or a day and a half depends how how hard you push it okay that's cool the lady evelyn river it comes south now i've I've found out afterwards um looking at stuff and watching some videos Sorry, I guess I should say I figured out why afterwards that people tend to start at Mowat Landing north of the the river, come straight down and just do the one south channel of Lady Evelyn. Okay. As opposed to the route I was going and doing the north channel with uh, Frank Falls, Centre Falls, and Helen Falls. And then you do the south channel. You come around a corner and you do the south channel to Cabin Falls, Bridal vale Veil Falls, and Fat Man Falls. Yeah. So most people, it looks like, go up through uh, Moat Landing, which is north. It, it isn't on any of my maps. That, uh, oh, okay. I'm looking at yeah. the map
1: here trying to figure out your... So you, uh, I see Lady Evelyn Falls here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you follow it way up. You need the next map over. Uh, So people come straight down. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, People come straight down from, through Catherine. And if you keep going straight south, there's a couple small uh, rapids to go around. Then Cabin Falls is right there.
1: Yeah. Okay. I see that.
0: Okay. So I figured, you know what? If you come through Catherine, when, if you're heading south, this, the North Channel branches off to your left. And then the South Channel just straight down. I was going to do the the North Channel, then join where the South Channel continues south. Yep. Okay, not a, not a problem. The South Channel, when you go through all those uh, portages and that, ends up in a little small nameless lake that you can either fall around, get back into Willow Island Lake, and then zip all the way back up if you're coming through Moat Landing or take the two portages back into Lady Evelyn, that sort of thing. Or you can do the two-miler portage that leads down into Diamond Lake. <laughs> it's called the two-miler. Now, I've seen on some maps, it's uh, 2,225 meters, which doesn't make sense. The Friends of Tomogamy map lists it as 3,200 meters, which is 1.99 miles or two miles. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at 3.2 kilometer portage.
1: <laughs> it's marked here as 2,225 meters.
0: That's on, yeah, that's on that map. Yeah. Uh, it is not. <laughs> so <laughs> um, by it's taking not- the two miler to Diamond. Yeah. You can just, then you just paddle out across Diamond to Sharp Rock Inlet and basically back the way you came. hmm right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you would have to go over Napoleon Mountain twice, which is fine. But then you're right in Ferguson Bay and Camp Winnipathe and off you go home. So looking at that route, all going well, it would be a great route, plenty of water travel, waterfalls, scenery, nature, River travel and big water travel. Only one portage that would be really nasty. Yeah. And lots of solitude. Yeah, it would be. Exactly what I was looking for. How was the water levels? Good. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Pretty decent. So the route was set. The dates were set. I just had gear planning and I was off. One of the things I like about Tomogamy is if you're not camping on crown land portions, like I say, you can get your permits online.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, I got to get you to show me that. I've been trying to figure out how to book and camp there.
0: Yeah. It was was quite easy. Yeah. Uh, And then, yeah, I I printed them off at home. I just took them in with my maps because you have to carry them with you. Yeah. And off I went. Mm Mm-hmm. I've been making dehydrated meals the last few years. I got the dehydrator, so I got some cookbooks and stuff like that. I mean, Lori, uh, Ann March, her, uh, Fork in the Trail books. Uh, I get a lot of things out of there, make those meals. There's some really good meals, uh, that I've been making, dehydrating and stuff like that. And then you, you just got to rehydrate everything, which takes a while, right? I've been. On a couple trips and people have been bringing in the freeze dried stuff. Happy yak, uh, yep. being one of them. And, uh. I haven't tried
1: the happy yak yet myself.
0: I've tried the happy yak and the mountain house.
1: That's normally what I'm, my go to.
0: Yeah. Just add hot water, wait eight to 10 minutes yeah. and. to right? boom, You're done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't have to put stuff in an algae and remember how much water I got to add <laughs> and then let it rehydrate <laughs> yeah. all day, yeah. that sort of stuff and. You know, it just really takes the guesswork and everything right out of it. One too much information piece of information.
2: (laughs) Yes. Do I want to know? You might want to eat some of them before you
0: go.
1: Prepare thyself. Prepare thyself for thy flatulence.
0: (laughs) I don't know what it was about those meals, man, but... I'm in my solo tent at night and I wanted to get out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, as good as they are and as lightweight as they yeah. are, um, they were, they were actually quite decent. There's one here, a happy yak one, braised pork with white wine mushroom sauce. <laughs> I'm thinking, Ooh, I, um, not to spoil anything, but the night it was raining all day and all night, I thought, you know what, this is going to be a really good one around the fire. Just add some hot water. Oh no. Now you've got to add water, cold water. And then you put this stuff in the package in a pot and then you got to cook it and boil it for two to four minutes. Uh, then you got to leave it for 12 to 15 minutes and do this. That sounds pretty complicated. I'm like, no, that's why it's still sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, uh, I thought they were all just ad hot waters. I, that's my own uh, fault. But I mean, I brought a couple extras anyway, mm-hmm. just, you know, in case you're delayed a couple of days or something. You got some food sitting there that you're, you're not going to starve. Uh, my big goal was one pack. How'd you do? Did you get that? One pack. Yeah. I had my one big sea line, 115 liter yeah. pack uh, with all my gear in it. Um, except for a day pack I had as well. Okay. So, you know, like I've got water, I've got snacks, I've got a first aid kit, um, in it, that sort of stuff. So, uh, you know, just stuff that if you need during the day, I don't want to stop at a portage, open up my big pack, dig out a food bag. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. I just want to be able to pop open a day pack, grab my water at the end of a portage, grab a thing of, um... Trail trail mixers, yeah, just throw a couple handfuls in my face and, and be gone, Mm -hmm. you know, and I did that and off I went. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'll give you a brief outline of the trip. You're going to give it a play by play, are you? Play by play. I was looking for adventure. I was looking for a challenge. I was looking for solitude and Boy, howdy, did I find it. <laughs> oh, I've heard, I heard some rumors and some rumblings about stuff. And there was a couple, even Camper Christina made a couple of comments. Um, I guess Tierney from Friends of uh, Tomogamy. <clears throat> yep. uh, she has choice words for the two-mile portage. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, Okie dokie. It must just be difficult. But yeah. you know what? I figured, I sort of guesstimated where I'd be each day. And if I could finish at the, there's a camping spot right at the two miler. Okay. If I could finish there where, and I hope to finish there, then I would start the next day doing the two miler. So it didn't matter how long it took me to do that. If it took me all day, it didn't matter because I would be on schedule to, you know, head on, head on through no problems. Um, there's other parts. People are like, yeah, you know, like they're very, very nasty portages and stuff and, Okay, well, let's just see what they're talking about when I get there. So six-hour drive up, early morning, access points down. uh, When you drive down Red Squirrel Lake Road, you get to where you turn off to Camp Wanapate, and then you have to go down to the beach parking. Okay. From the main road to the beach parking is 500 meters. If you don't have a four by four vehicle. That's a problem. (laughs) Because when you get to the parking, it is then a 330 meter portage to the beach. If you don't have a four by four vehicle, it is a 830 (laughs) meter portage (laughs) from where you're parking on the road. Yeah. Uh, But I got down there, uh, got everything down the portage onto the beach. And it seems noon is when the winds pick up. Okay. And it was in full force when I got, and I just, I just stood on the beach like, you gotta be kidding. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. Uh, I had contemplated, there are a couple of sites there I'd contemplated saying, you know, what, I'm just going to camp here for the day. Uh, but no, I loaded up and I said, we'll see how far I get down. Cause it was quite shallow. So I decided I'd zip out and slowly made my way across and, You know, slow but sure, just keep going. I got to Napoleon Mountain Portage. It is very steep at the beginning. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You get to the top of this uh, first 100 meters or whatever, and you're going like, oh, my God, if the rest of this is like this, I am going to (laughs) die. Well, but it's not.
1: It shows a lookout with binoculars on the, on the Napoleon mountain trail. Yeah, there's a little trail <laughs> I didn't see till,
0: uh, on my way back. Oh, yeah. Uh, at that point I was like, you know, it was getting late in the day. I just want to get to my truck and yeah. begin the long drive home. But yeah, you can take the trail and go even higher and get a good look out of the lakes. Um, but when you get to the top of the steep section and it's, it's, you know, just like a regular up and down sort of regular portage. And then you get to the end and it's another steep section going out. Not as steep yeah. as the first, mm-hmm. but a little, you know, down, um, at the, at the far end. And it wasn't too bad. You know, I, I said, you know what, if this is what it's like here, this is going to be an awesome trip. It's, it's going to be really cool. The portages aren't really that bad. Uh, you know, not as well marked as like Algonquin portages yep. and stuff are well used, but yeah, not too shabby. There's varied degrees of wind all day. The sharp uh, rock portage is about 100 meters. But what they don't tell you, and you can't see on the maps, is there's also a beaver dam just before you get to it. <laughs> a nice big beaver dam. It's
1: kind of hard to predict those.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, this has been there a while. Oh, has it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a big one. So you have to get over that, and then you get through through, and then you get to the portage. And that's when you discover boulders. And rock oh, gardens. Oh, is that
1: the picture you sent me? Oh no, oh no. <laughs>
0: uh, but it's like that. There is there was actually way around this one, uh, but you're going through. You're always walking on boulders at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just preface this entire trip log by saying that <laughs> there are boulders. You know the old medicine balls you used to see at the. Oh, channels? okay, yeah, yeah. That and bigger. <laughs> uh, and awesome. a lot of spots. There's nowhere that. There's nowhere that you can put your foot between to walk and miss the bowler, you got to be part mountain goat. Oh, okay. You have your 50-pound pack on, uh, you have your canoe on, and you're walking rock to rock to rock to rock. Yeah. You know, uh, very uneven and very slow because you don't want to twist You an don't ankle. want to break a, a break yeah. leg in there when yeah. you're on your own. Exactly. Um. Uh, I I got to campsite number one on the east side of Diamond by 4.30. And I think, you know what, I was up early in the morning, did the long drive up, fought winds and all that sort of stuff. It's not as far as I wanted to get. Like I wanted to get to Lady Evelyn Falls, the lift over first night. That was a little ways up, probably like another 45 minutes to an hour of, of paddling. But I said, you know what, I'm done for the day. So yeah, on the east end of, there's a little point uh, rounded point just up from the Portage, a sharp rock yeah. Portage. So you're talking and this one? Yeah. Um, there's two sites right on the point. Uh, and I chose the first one coming out of the, the little channel that leads to the Portage. That's a big lake. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it was a really nice site set up, uh, filtered water, made dinner, had a campfire, washed the stars, read a little bit of uh, a book. And then I had dinner uh, from Mountain House, they, I had the macaroni and cheese product. 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 It's what it says <laughs> right on the package. <laughs> I don't know who came up with that name, but they should be fired. I saw during the day an awful lot of bear scat. Okay. Did you see bears? I saw no bears. Huh. However, just to go back a week. I had posted a comment on oh, Facebook about thing about bear spray. Yes. Do you bring bear spray? Do you bring bang- bangers? What do you do? And there's a lot of people, oh, I just make noise. Oh, I hang uh, a bear spray off my my belt. I bring bangers and bear spray. Everything. Yeah. There, were, there were so many people do different things. Mm-hmm. I have never even... Th- I've never even given it a second thought. Yeah. It just seemed to be so much discussion about bears lately. So I went and got myself a, a thing of bear spray, hung it off a or off my belt when I was doing the portages and yeah. didn't give it anything of that. You know? mm-hmm. uh, at least I had it with me if something happened. And the minute I was going down the first portage, the second portage, the third portage, there's bear poo everywhere. <laughs> and I'm thinking... Well Okie dokie. <laughs> Chances are I'm seeing yep. a bear. Uh, but it didn't. And uh that night there was a rabbit going absolutely nuts around the campsite. Oh, yeah. Like all you hear is I don't know if he was hopped up on weed or something. The Young Rabbit's doing laps. There's doing laps around the site. Couple of loons calling. I bought a new piece of gear I bought a um sleeping bag liner okay, it's supposed yeah, yeah. to add a yeah. season to yeah. your sleeping bag I've already got a minus seven it's one sleeping of those silk bag. things or you one have of those fleecy silky yeah. Thi- yeah um what a pain in the ass because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't zip up and down does it it zips up to about your waist yeah. So you got to pull your feet in and then you got to slide into your your sleeping bag. And then you just got to try to get that bag around your butt and up your back while getting into your sleeping bag. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) I may just put a giant like (laughs) zipper or something right to the end. I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, it was, it was comfortable. Um, there was a couple nights it got really cold and then, yeah, I just zipped that liner up and I zipped, made sure I zipped the sleeping bag up. And I always snug as a bug in a rug. Day two, I got up early, but the fog was so thick, I couldn't even see 50 feet oh, yeah. offshore. See, that would be nice. A nice
1: it fog bank. It is nice, is nice if you're
0: not trying to get somewhere.
1: It makes everything else so nice and quiet too.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, every, every, it was nice. It was it was really nice view and all that, or non-view. <laughs> um, but I'm thinking, oh, man, I gotta. I want to get up as far as Frank's Falls. And this is not helping. So figuring I'd be on the water 730. Didn't get on the water till 10. Oh, wow. Right. Late yeah. start. Yeah. It was 10 o'clock when I could finally start seeing like the island that's just offshore. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I got going and it really didn't take long for that fog to burn off as thick as it was. Yeah. And then boom, it was gone and you could see it moving all down the lake. This big bank moving down Diamond Lake okay. to the west. Stopped at some pictographs along the way and took a couple of pictures of that and checked them out. Uh, portaged into an unnamed lake, very bouldery. Oh, okay. Um, uh, this is, was definitely a prelude to things to come. There is you start and you're automatically walking on. You you, you would figure it was an old dry riverbed. Riverbed, yeah. Um, that was all boulders. Mm-hmm. Like you would be shooting class three rapids down this stuff sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. And you're having to walk on all of this mm-hmm. with all your gear. Uh, and yeah, you, you could twist an ankle so fast yeah. if you're not careful. So that just slows everything down, right? Cause you're watching where you're placing your feet and, and all that. Um, so yeah. So then there, I had to do a, another portage into another lake. And I got into Willow Island Lake about 3.30 in the afternoon. A little bit slower than I'd wanted to. Was that your goal? Uh, No. No. I wanted to be up by Frank's Falls. which oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Is, there's a channel that goes up into Sucker Gut and then down and around. So 5 o'clock, I was at the campsite on the island by just north of Frank's Falls. Just above Frank's Falls, which is perfect. Uh, it was a rocky site, so I was using rocks instead of tent pegs, uh, which... I was using a lot, um, through my trip. Like you're there. There's very few spots that you can put a tent peg into the ground. You get maybe an inch or inch and a half of dirt on top of rock. Uh, so after paddling after all of that, and I made my site, um, sweet and sour rice by mountain house. Their rice meals are really good. Okay. yeah, yeah. Really good. Totally forgot it was my birthday. <laughs> All of a sudden, I get a, a message popped up because I brought my phone to take quick pictures. Right, my my cell phone. How do you you have cell coverage there? No, with uh, calendar events. Oh, I don't need cell coverage. Got it. I thought you it said just pops. It was messages. a
1: notification from your calendar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you got an. I thought you got a text.
0: No, no, no. I got a little notification from my calendar yeah. saying, "Call your mother-in-law. Wish her happy birthday." Yeah, because my mother-in-law and I celebrate the same. Ah, day. Ah, right? okay. I'm like. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, my it's... birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. I uh, saw a grouse, four loons, garter snake, beaver, blue jays, and red squirrels everywhere. And again, just sat back, yeah. relaxed. Didn't have a fire that night. Um, watched the watched the stars, listened to Frank's Falls and, and everything like that. And um, yeah, just enjoyed the night. The next day... So that would be day three. Day three is when the fun began. <laughs> okay, it's, do tell. It's not a very, um, let's just say, cause I wear contact lenses, right? Yeah. I dropped a contact in my tent while trying to put it on. Oh. I should have stopped my day right there. <laughs> I should have just ended my day right there. Uh, it took me 15 minutes to finally find it. It was chilly, but not as foggy. Yeah. Uh, just did tear down breakfast, pack loaded and on the water. It was a nice sunny day again. Uh, I had been wearing t-shirts, just, just my Wickaway t-shirts for the last couple of days. Uh, nice, really good. Frank's Falls got there. Uh, 945 to 1025. It took me to portage around, do some photos and stuff. For a center falls 1050 to 1215, cliff faces you had to go up with your canoe. Um, pretty much straight, you but there's it'd be easier with two people to do that. So one person climbs up and hauls the canoe up, and then climbs up and you haul the canoe up. Then you climb the third, there were sort of sections that you could climb up. Yeah, I am not the greatest at finding portages through. Stone, <laughs> because you can't follow a path. No, yeah, I
1: know. Like <laughs> I, I've tripped a lot up in the area too. It's like really quick to to lose your way. It's like, hey, wait a sec, I just walked off the portage.
0: I got to backtrack now. Helen Falls took me forever, and I don't know why. I got, I probably found seven different ways to get around Helen Falls, on the portage, and none of them were the same. Oh yeah, it took me like three and a half hours to get around Helen Falls. I just had to take my canoe and I had to take my gear. And I don't know why it took me that long. It just did. I uh, had lunch, filtered water, and I got lost on the portage a few times. <laughs> Rapid, the first set of rapids past Helen Falls. Yeah. Did that one. Um, was it Helen Falls? Can I see the map for a second? Sorry, I just got to... Check this one out here. What canoe did you have with you? I had my Osprey, my solo Osprey. Okay. So the very the there's Frank's Falls, then there's Center Falls, then there's a set of rapids. That small set of rapids, I sat there looking for the portage, and I could not find it. <laughs> then I'm looking, as I'm sitting in front of these rapids, I'm not running my my. You can't run your your canoe down there. But there's probably like a 30 foot wide shore of all boulders, approximately 200 meters. Oh, he clues in. That's the portage. (laughs) 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 What a nightmare that was, let me tell you. Uh, So I cut across there. I got the other last portage done at the day. The last portage of the day is a campsite. And this is the end of the north, or I guess this would be the beginning of the North Channel, because Frank's Falls would be the end of the North Channel. Okay. So the next day after this campsite, and this is about six o'clock at night, I push it to get there. I was going a lot slower than I thought. Okay. I figured I'd be down by Bridal Veil Falls or Fat Man's Falls the first day, if not all the way down to the top of the two-miler. I was not even <laughs> close. Um, the portages, they're they're doable, but they are a lot harder. Oh, yeah? There's a lot of climbing. There's a lot of footwork. It's all rock. It's all boulders. It, it's it, nothing about it is easy at all. Huh. Um, so I got there, and I decided, you know what? I'm just going to make camp at this one site and I'll start heading south down the south channel the next day. So I noticed clouds moving in. So I threw up a tarp and everything like that. And just after um, it started getting dark, the rain started. (laughs) Yay. So my whole take on that so far was the portaging sucks. Yeah. Yeah exactly right. right it was challenging which is which is fine I got through it I was tired I got bruises I slipped a couple of times uh if you think you're getting out of these portages unmarked think again uh, I've never seen so many shades of purple oh yeah <laughs> yeah my shins man um check that out wow yeah <laughs> uh yeah but you know what hey it is what it is And I figured, yeah, tomorrow, like the next day on day four, I'd be going south. So I'd be going with the the current as well because I've been going against the current all the way too. Until now, yeah. So now I'll be going south and I'll be going down the waterfall portages as opposed to climbing up. Exactly, yeah. Right? So I'll, I'll pick up speed and stuff like that. That's cool. Happy Yak Spaghetti Neapolitan. Neapolitan? For dinner. Mm-hmm. It was good. Oh, yeah? Really good. Uh, definitely get that one again. And it was at like a 10.30 bedtime. I had some chocolate and sat around and relaxed, had a little bit of a fire. And like I say, rain started and that was sort of yeah. it. Uh, day four, I packed up, got everything going. And I figured, was this the day I turned? Uh, yeah, so I was going to head head south. I, for the life of me, and this is where having a GPS would have been a good <laughs> idea. I followed this map. I looked at my every single map. I could not find where the portage was into Lady Evelyn's uh, south channel. I could not find the entrance to the south channel. Oh, Okay. So is that, are you talking? When when you come around the this? top, no, no, farther up. Oh, this here. Oh, when okay, you yeah, come, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. see, it, it's just around a point, right? Yeah, you come around so the point. So I came around the point, and there's that little dippy bay in there.
2: Yeah, and there's And it's rapids. all,
0: there's nothing. There isn't. There is no rapids. There oh. is nothing. And I sat there for an hour <laughs> looking and listening, and finally I said, you know what? I'm Forget it. Um, then I saw the rain was going to come even more and it did start raining about two o'clock. So I made a decision. I was looking at the map where I had to go, where I've been. Yeah. The rocks were getting slippery from, from the rain and stuff like that. Right. I figured. From a safety aspect, do I go back along the line, the the portages I already know, like back up towards Frank's Falls or do I continue trying to find my way down and then do that 2-miler th- portage yeah. which is apparently brutal all on wet rock <laughs> so i started i sat there for a while and part of part of my decision was based on a bit of frustration but i said you know what i'm just going to turn around and come back go back the way i came yeah so i actually at the end of the day ended up paddling or covering more distance than i had planned to But from a safety aspect i knew the route i knew what to expect on the portages i know how to get around the big waterfalls and i can guesstimate my time on where i was going to be and everything um so coming back by just before helens falls i was doing the port there, there was a portage around some rapids six guys with three canoes came by oh, yeah, and I was talking to one of the guys and, uh, you know, saying, he says, oh yeah, they, they got a little bit lost on some of the portages. And I'm thinking, okay, it's not just me. And then he says, there was one set of rapids. We could not find that portage. Oh, same one. So were we north. just came across the, the shore and I said, that's the portage. And the guy's going, that's what we kind of figured because there was no signage, no nothing. And yeah, that was the same one. They and don't I'm, mark their portages? Some are and some aren't. Oh. Right? So I think some some of the signage just come down and Falling stuff down, like that. down, trees died, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, so I started coming back all that way. And it was a lot faster, like I say, going down the waterfalls. Um, I knew where I was going through. I knew what sections were coming up. You know, where the rocks were going to be. Where I'd have to really watch out. There was a couple times where you're you're walking down these massive rock slopes, like smooth rock, mm-hmm. one giant yep. smooth rock, and you're okay. This is okay. I'm going slow, I'm going, and then boom, you're down. <laughs> you know, um, that's where you're you're cracking your knees and you yeah, know, your arm, the big bruise on my arm and stuff like that. So as careful as you can be, um, there's still you're still going to get, you know, there's still possibility for. For injury, right? Oh, absolutely,
1: yeah. You can't, you can't protect yourself from everything.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I ended up coming all the way back out. Um, I actually made it farther than Frank. That island just at Frank's Falls. I was coming down into Sucker Gut, and there's the channel between Sucker Gut and Little uh, Willow Island Lake. There's a site in there, and that offered protection from the winds and stuff. Uh, so I figured, yeah, that's that's where I'm going to hit. So you re- you re- you backtrack your whole route. Huh. So I, so I went to just south of, of, I went to where the North channel and South channel met. Okay. And then I turned around and came back. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I just did my whole route back. Um, the site wasn't the greatest cause it's all, like I say, it's all rock. Right. Yeah. But I did find a spot where I could put up my tarp as a wind tarp and, and everything like that. So like to block the wind and block some of the rain. Uh, change into warm, dry clothes, set up my tent, set up a windbreak. Mountain house, chicken, teriyaki, and rice. How was that? It was delicious. Yeah. Any of their rice stuff is pretty good. Mm -hmm. You got to watch the mountain house with how much water you add to their macaroni product. Oh, product. Uh, Product. Yeah. Because it gets really liquidy. Oh, okay. And the temps that night on day four, you could feel just dropped. Oh, okay. Did you get snow at all? I had a little, like a couple of flakes. Yeah. Like you can see, ooh, that's like, could turn it, but yeah, it just stayed rain. Mm -hmm. It didn't get quite that cold. But at night, yeah, it got, it dropped. I would say it was probably below zero. Day five, it rained all day. (laughs) And you're, I'm thinking, well, I'd rather it's raining now because I've got majority of lake travel. So you're not doing the wet portages on all the rocks and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, just had breakfast and, and got going. Bandage, a couple massive blisters on my big toe, both my big toes, like an eighth of an inch of skin gone. So how cold was the water? Water actually wasn't that bad. So did you wear your water shoes or were you wearing boots? I had my water shoes. Okay. Uh, with my socks, which I've been doing the last couple of years to avoid blisters. Yeah. Didn't help and this time. It, this time, I think it was because I was doing more walking on my tippy toes. Oh. Because when you're on these rocks, going from rock to yeah. rock to rock, I was finding, I was using a lot of the ball of my foot and my toes. Uh, than so my whole foot. Yeah. Right. And you can also feel that in your knees and your hips at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I bandaged up my, my feet there, uh, my toes, and the rain stopped a little bit at times, but it was, it was the winds were picking up. I had to cut across one bay. Uh, I couldn't, I ended up behind an Island and I sat there for 45 minutes enough for the winds to calm down. And then I could make a, a beeline across. Uh, and then I, then I could do that. I got to the, the two portages I had to do in like to the one lake, nameless lake. And then the other one out into, um, lady Evelyn. Okay zip down through the, the lift over again, and then down to the original site that I stayed on the first night on Diamond, I grabbed that site again. Oh, okay, yeah. So I made it quite the, the distance that day, uh, all the way down to Diamond in cool. all that rain oh, and all bad. that wind yeah. and everything, right? So yeah, I stayed there the, the, my last night and then the next day, um... I, um, paddled from there, did the Sharp Rock Inlet portage into, across to, uh, Napoleon Mountain. Napoleon Mountain. Napoleon Mountain is steep coming from, uh, Camp Wanapate side to begin with. And then a sort of a gradual descent and then a steep ending. So when you're coming at it from the Lady Evelyn's Diamond side. It's a steep and then a gradual rise, and then it levels out and then a massively steep ending into, uh, Ferguson Bay and Sandy Inlet. And then to there, that's when the winds were right picking up again. And probably the last 500 meters or so, I had to get out and walk the canoe because it was like, just hit me from the sides. Oh, So I just, yeah, I just got out and... Boat up to my knees, just waited <laughs> all the way across, and pulled it to the portage, and hauled everything up to the truck, and away I went. So at the at the end of it, um, the portages were a lot worse than I had thought they would be. Okay. Uh, totally doable, and now that I know what they're like, um, y- you can expect it. Yes. Like if you, you know what Algonquin portages are like. Oh yeah. Don't expect those in Kamagami. <laughs> uh,
1: I've. Algonquin portages is like the 401. It's just oh, so yeah. wide and clear and flat. And
0: yeah. Um, so I didn't do my full route and I'm fine with that. I ended up doing, covering more distance by coming back because I think I was at least two thirds the way done by the time I got to my turnaround point. Um, so yeah, I, I, I did cover more distance, but that means I can come back and do the South channel Yeah, if you can find and I'll, it. I'll come in from the Mowit side. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that there's maybe quite the ways up another bay from what I understand. There's a second bay. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking it must be way up there, but if you're going by the maps that I was using, it, no. Yeah. So I'm going to have to Google map that. But that was part of the challenge. Yes. You know, uh, people are like, oh, man, you must be ticked off. No. I followed the maps. I got exactly where I was going. Well, pretty much. Um, and then, yeah, there was one glitch in the system. and But I still had a blast. And that was the challenge I was looking for was I don't need the GPS and I don't need all this extra stuff. I had my maps. I had my timeline to be in and out. I knew where I was going and I had my plans if something went wrong, the way that I could get out and all that sort of stuff. And even if something went extremely wrong, I could just head straight up to Moat Landing and make phone calls or whatever from there. Yeah. Right. So I had all these extra plans on if something happened, how I could get out and where I could get out and all that sort of stuff. This trip would have been better in dry, warm temps with maybe a second person, like in the summer. Yeah. The problem with that is with one person, you've got a nice lightweight solo canoe, which my canoe is like 32 pounds. Uh, With a second person, you've got their added gear. Exactly. And you've got a A bigger bigger canoe, canoe, which, you know, is up to like 50, 55 pounds. So it's six of one, half of the others maybe. Yeah. Um, Lots of things I expected from the trip. Lots I didn't expect. And that was the whole point of going on this trip this year was that I could get my challenge. I get my solo trip. I could get somewhere I've never been before and I could enjoy myself doing it. Did I like the rain? No. Did I like the portages? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> uh, if you're going up there, definitely if you know there's going to be weather coming, then choose your routes. Okay. Um, the, the, the portages... Are where you're gonna get the the most damage done. Uh, those rock portages where you're going from rock to rock to rock, like once. And the problem now is all all the rain and the wind that happening the the last three days. All the leaves were coming off and covering those wet rocks.
1: Oh, so you when you're know. walking, yeah,
0: on, it's even worse. There was one spot where so I would take my my pack down, and I'd come back empty. Then I take my canoe down. There was one point I was on these rocks with my canoe and I slipped and all of a sudden one foot goes onto this rock and the other one goes to steady your, to catch yourself. And every time I would put a foot down, it would slip. <laughs> I was doing this, you know, you see the cartoons where the, the, the character's legs are just flying everywhere <laughs> on yeah. the, on the ice. Yeah. My God, I was doing that. And at the end, my feet placed on the sides of two rocks and I slid down. Oh. And my feet ended up between the rocks on flat spots. Probably the only two flat spots (laughs) within 100 meters. Yeah. And I was standing there. And I'm like, how did that just happen? How am I not dead? How did (laughs) I not break something? How did I not drop my canoe? How did I not not smash my canoe? (laughs) I'm... I'm good with that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I didn't break anything. I, like I say, bruises and you know, but you know what? That's going to happen regardless of of what it's like. I put a lot of scratches and, and whatnot on my canoe and yeah, but you know what? I had a blast. Totally enjoyed it. Um, I haven't had a really good solo trip like that in years. And I I really think that's what I needed. And going back to the don't bring any technology thing. Yep. I wasn't thinking, like I say. I'd quickly whip out my cell phone, take a pictures of the pictographs or throw the video on to do some falls or something like that and then put it back in my pocket. Okay. I'm not on the phone. Oh man, you guys should see this and posting it. Yeah. Or I'm not trying to hook it up to a spot unit so I can send a message. Hey, doing great. Saw this today. Saw a bear. Yeah. Slipped in some bear poo on the poor top. Whatever. <laughs> there was absolutely no technology to make me stop and think about, yeah. you know, oh, I got to send somebody Nothing a message. distract or, you. No distractions yeah. whatsoever. And even at the end of the day, my phone stayed in my, in my, my pocket. And I was sitting beside the fire and I'm reading... Um, Dan Starkle's book uh Paddle to the Amazon. My daughter got it oh, yes, yeah. for my birthday there. Uh so I yeah, I, I was reading that and not worrying about anything else and it was great. It was an <laughs> awesome trip. So what about animals? Like you
1: mentioned that you saw some bear scat, but uh you didn't really see many animals, did you? Any I, moose or
0: nothing. Nothing huh. big like that. Uh there was a grouse that landed flew flew right at me and then landed in the tree above me one morning. Uh, A garter snake that I saw in this one portage. There was a... I got to think of it. It has to be beaver because there was beaver lodges in the area. Um, But it didn't slap its tail. So I was himming and and hawing whether it was an otter. But yeah, it had to be a beaver. Mm -hmm. Uh, Blue jays. A bunch of little birds like nuthatches and chickadees. There's a lot of young loons. Usually the loons are... Yeah, this is flying. kind of late in the yeah. year for. Yeah. yeah, one of them was trying to. You'd see he's trying to fly. He's flapping, 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 yeah. and couldn't do it on one of the. I think that was on Diamond Lake. That. That one was, uh, you know, they're trying to trying to take off and stuff like that, but red squirrels everywhere. Yeah, um, some birds, but nothing big. Of all the trips I've done
1: up north, there, in like in this area, I I've never seen anything larger than a fox. Yeah. And like, I've never seen a moose up there. I've never seen bears. No, nope. And like, like, I've seen bear scats. So obviously the bears are well attuned to humans being around. So they hear you coming and they take off. Right. But uh, yeah, I'm surprised at the,
0: the lack of large game animals in that area. I figured if I was going to see bears, Tamagami would be where I'm yeah. going to see them. Yeah. I mean, the Algonquin, they're, they know people are there and they, you know, they're used to hearing them coming. So they book it. Right. Yeah. Um, I figured tomogamy, I would have been more into the bigger animals and yeah, I didn't see a thing, huh. you know? So, but you know what, it, it, that sort of keeps your ears open when you're on the portages oh, yeah. Yeah, and you're, absolutely. you're scanning everything yeah. on the portages more and you're paying attention to what's going on and stuff. So, you know what? I, I definitely had a good time. Uh, I would definitely, definitely see where I'm going to go next year. So it's pretty far North. Yeah. The, the,
1: the fall colors must have been pretty much gone. Leaves falling. No. Oh, no. Oh, and full. here's
0: something else. All yellow. Like the majority yeah. of it was yellow. A lot of birch right? and stuff up there. Yeah. So you'd be coming up and it's, you know, it's been raining all day, but there's a, there's a, you know, the, the rain has stopped for a while yeah. and you're thinking, oh, maybe the sun's going to come out and everything will be all cheerful and <laughs> butterflies yeah. and, you know. Um, and then you're coming up a hill on one of the portages and all of a sudden there's this big bright yellow glow and you're thinking, all right, it's the sun. No, it's it was just all the leaves. light that was hitting off yeah. all the leaves, yeah. reflecting all the yellow. <laughs> I got fooled by that too many times. <laughs> Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me nine times, yeah. shame on me. You know, yeah, I thought the sun was coming up, but no, it was just, and I posted that one picture on my Facebook page there, uh, that from my, that was the site from Diamond. Okay. That's straight across yeah. with all those colors on mm-hmm. the far shore. Yeah. It was because yeah, you're, you're usually this time of year, Algonquin, you've just missed it. Like it, you, you're you either just like just past peak or way past peak. Yeah. And up there, it seemed like it was boom, dead on peak hmm. right there. Nice. So it was like, good yeah, timing. it was really good timing. So, but, uh, Yeah. So that's all I know about that. <laughs> so if you're looking for something definitely different. And challenging. Yeah, definitely challenging. Um, I would I would be checking out Tamagami. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of routes up there. I know Camper Christina goes through Tamagami a whole lot. Okay. That seems to be her place of choice uh, to go anymore. Um, and she's finding more and more routes. And some of it's very um, challenging. But uh Hey, you know what? That's how you learn. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. That's how you figure stuff out. You figure out your limits. You figure out what a challenge is to you. And if you can do that and you're having fun,
1: I love that area and I want to, I want to start getting the kids out there. Like I, I haven't paid that much attention to the ruggedness of the routes just because it's been guys trips and stuff. So I'm, I'm in, I'm intending to get the kids up there sometime soon. So now I gotta, I kind of got to change my mindset and to look at it from a different perspective now. Right.
0: Yeah. That's the only, like I say, if, if it was, if there's four or five of us that went up and no one had ever been there and you know, they were all like. Adults going through, and we came across this. Everybody, you know, they go, Wow, like, not expecting this. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you do it. But if you're going up there with some like kids that are under 10 years of age, it's then you're going to, it's risky. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially a couple of the going around a couple of the waterfalls um, up the cliffs that you had to, to go up. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, the yeah. rock faces and that, you'd be going, Yeah, give me a hand getting this one up. and. Then we'll get the other one. You sit down there and you just wait and, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. You'd be, be a bit uh, precarious. So, but you know what? You'd get through it and you'd have a blast. But there, there was definitely, the only drawback to tomogamy is it's a five and a half hour, six hour drive. It's a long drive. Yeah. yeah. It's quite the trek. Yeah. So I got home. Usually I time my Thanksgiving trips that I arrive home just in time. For Thanksgiving dinner. To sit down (laughs) and eat dinner. I managed this year to arrive just in time to watch everybody leave. (laughs) Hot diggity. Uh, Yeah. You know, I I mean, a six hour trip is, eh, you know, after a long, long trip. Yep. You know, um, after a six day trip, a six hour drive home is just like, ugh.
1: I know, it's almost defeating. It's like, uh this nice, fantastic trip I've been on, and now I have to fight in traffic and all the idiots for six hours.
0: Yeah. So, but I'll do it again. <laughs> so, yeah, I think next year, uh, if I'm going to do a solo trip, um, maybe I'll invite a few people to do the solo trip again. And we'll pick a spot. Maybe I will uh, come down and uh, do from Mowat down to uh, that little unnamed lake and back across and back yeah. up to Moet sort of thing and uh, hit, was it Maple Mountain in there as well, do a hike up through there. So yeah, Sounds enjoyed awesome. it. Yeah. It, it, was, it was really cool. I'm going to post some pictures and a little bit of video and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, Like I said, the day I turned around was the last video one I did because I was kind of ticked off. But uh, And then with the weather starting and all that, I didn't want to be getting my phone out and trying to video stuff. Yeah, exactly. Way. Right. So yeah. But, yeah, I'll post some videos and uh, some, some photos up so people can see exactly uh, what we're talking about. So, yeah. Um, nice. And that's about all I got this week. Yeah, I've got nothing to add. I,
1: it's it's interesting. It's uh, I had hoped that uh, I was going to get some feedback on the trip. This for a route that I could take the kids on, but it doesn't sound like I should be taking uh, my six and nine year old on this. Uh, on this route, it's uh, just it's too no. sketchy, it's too dangerous for. Yeah. They're not good with their footing, and the last thing you need is uh, having a six year old with an injured leg trying to carry him and your pack, and yeah, so.
0: Yeah, wrap them in bubble wrap, put a big helmet on them, and hope <laughs> for the best. <laughs> it's a flesh wound; yeah. it'll rub off. Put some dirt on that, hide it from your mom. <laughs> but they are getting pretty good though. Like uh,
1: we did the trip into Algonquin when uh, that la- this summer, and uh, they uh, they were like troopers. They uh, had their own packs. They all had their own gear that they had to carry, and uh, they just went ahead and did it they didn't there was minimal complaining so it worked out really good but i don't think they're ready for the challenges of jumping rock to rock type thing yeah
0: no that's something you got to watch them too so especially i mean our son we used to call him dangerous dan uh because he would give no thought to to doing that he would just boom 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 boom, boom, gone yeah you know and yeah that's just that's just something waiting to happen (laughs) so yeah Anyway, um, I guess that's it. Uh, If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com You can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. You can find our episodes on the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com as well where you can download or stream. And uh, that's about all I've got. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Spest. We'll see you next time.